We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Alex Affair. Episode 8. Introducing Alex. Temple, what's that? It's a wheel. A water wheel. What's the idea? What are they up to? I don't know. Look, Temple, they're going to flood the place. They're pumping water into the cellar. We've got to, got to get out of here. Well, if we don't, Temp, by God, we're trapped. Steve! It's Steve! I, I'll never be able to force this trapdoor. There's a window over on the left. There's a piece of sagging across it. Oh, yes. But this is no use. We'll never be able to get out of this. Say, this is one heck of a situation. We can't go on. I'll have to move you up the ladder, Leo. Uh, Do you think you can hold on if I manage to lift you? Sure, I can hold on, but for how long? Well, the way things are going, I think this place will be flooded in. Oh, my God, there goes the ladder. Now we are trapped. Yeah, listen. What? It's the water you can hear. No, by Timothy, it's Forbes. The ground! The ground! We're in the basement! Gee, you're right. There's a couple of guys up there, unless I'm going screwy. Temple! Sir Graham, the ladder's been swept away. All right, all right, we've got a rope here. Where's Steve? Steve's all right. Get hold of the rope, quickly. Oh, here's a rope, Leo. Now, hold on to me. You'll have okay. to be quick, Temple. Yes, all right, all right. Not yet, Sir Graham. Now, put your arms around my waist, Leo. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Ready, Leo? Yeah, but take it easy. Yes, all right, all right, I will. Okay. Pull up now, Sir Graham. Okay, Leo? Yeah, we'll make it. Yes, that's it now. Hold tight. That's it. All right, Sir Graham, haul away! Haul away! I was watching you go down into that cellar, Paul. And suddenly someone came up behind me and put their hand over my face. I screamed. We heard you, darling. Did you see the man, Mrs. Temple? No, I'm afraid I didn't. I must have been almost in a faint by the time Inspector Crane arrived. Is Crane here? Yes, but he's on the lookout for our old friend Davis. Davis? Yes, if it hadn't been for Davis, we never should have found this place. Well, if it comes to that, how did you find it? After you left town, I made up my mind to ignore your advice and bring Crane down here. As soon as we arrived at the Waverley, we ran slap into Davis. He was just leaving. He was in a hurry. Killed him, and well, here we are. Thank heavens. Here's Inspector Crane now. Davis has given me the slip, I'm afraid, so there's no sign of him. Oh, dear. But we've picked up Chester. Good. Look here, Temple. Do you reckon this Welsh fellow, Wilfred Davis, is Alex? Do you, Inspector? Well, I always thought it was Dr. Kohima, but now I... Temple, do you know who Alex really is? Of course Temple doesn't know who he is. I do know. What? Well, this you is no time for joking, I'm not Temple. joking, Leo. I know the identity of Alex. I've suspected it for some time. Last night I knew for certain that I was right. Well then, who is Alex? You'd like to meet him, Inspector? Of course I most certainly would. Very well, I'll introduce you. When? Tomorrow night? Where? At our house, Inspector. Will eight o'clock be convenient? Quite convenient. Then it's a date, Inspector. It's a date.
Hello. May I speak to Mrs. Trevelyan, please? Speaking. Oh, hello, Mrs. Trevelyan. This is Paul Temple. Oh, hello, Mr. Temple. Do you think I could have a word with Dr. Kahima? I'm very sorry, but the doctor's not here at the moment. He's at the hospital, St. Matthew's. He won't be back until four o'clock this afternoon. Um, do you happen to know whether he has any engagements this evening? This evening? Um, I'm not sure. Well, if he has, would you be kind enough to ask him to cancel them? Cancel them? That's right. I'd like him to come along to my house at eight o'clock. It's very important. All right, I'll tell the doctor. Thank you. And naturally, we shall be delighted to see you, Mrs. Trevelyan. Oh, I'm not sure whether I can manage it, Mr. Temple, but thank you all the same. I'd come if I were you, Mrs. Trevelyan. Eight o'clock. Davis, Paul Temple here. Oh, oh, good morning, Mr. Temple. Am I ringing at an inconvenient moment? Well, I was having a bath, Mr. Temple. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's all right, not to worry. What can I do for you? I'm having a few people in this evening for drinks. I'd like you to come along. Delighted, delighted, my dear fellow. About what time? Eight o'clock. I'll be there. This is a great pleasure, Mr. Temple. I think you know I've always been a fan of yours. I hope you'll stay that way, Davis. Look forward to seeing you. Yes? Mr. Latham? Yes? Uh, Mr. Temple has been trying to get you on telephone, Mr. Latham. It is out of order. You're telling me. I've reported it half a dozen times. Uh, Is that a note for me? Yes, from Mr. Temple. Thank you. Oh, tell Mr. Temple I'll be delighted to see him this evening. Well, thank you, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mm, You look very pleased with yourself. I feel rather pleased with myself, Steve. Yes, well, your hair looks very nice, darling. There's no need to start brushing it all over again. (laughs) Uh, Come in. Excuse me, sir. Yes, what is it, Ricky? Will you want my services any more this evening, sir? Any more? Oh, I forgot to tell you, it's Ricky's night out. Oh, Lord. Did you wish me to stay in tonight, sir? Well, I, I'm afraid I did rather, Ricky. Okay, that's all right. I stay, sir. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Temple. Oh, oh, excuse, please. I forget. Mr. Carl Latham, Sir Graham Forbes... And Inspector Crane have arrived, sir. Oh, have they? Splendid. Mr. Latham, does that it mean... It probably that... means that he's helping himself to a very good dose of whiskey. Come on, darling, before he finishes the bottle. I hear it's Mr. Temple at last. Hello, Inspector. Good heavens, haven't you helped yourself to a drink yet? Oh, we were waiting for you. Oh, hello, Latham. You got my note all right. Yes, thank you, Temple. Oh, good evening, Mr. Temple. Good evening, Mr. Latham. Hello, Steve. Hello, Sir Graham. Inspector. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. I trust you're feeling none the worse for your experience at Claywood Mill. No, I'm feeling quite myself. Paul, someone at the door. Oh, just finish mixing that drink, darling. Oh, dear. I'm not very good at this sort of thing, I'm afraid. Oh, allow me, Mrs. Temple. Oh, thank you. You seem quite an expert, Mr. Latham. <laughs> the sign of a misspent youth. <laughs> I'll have to do this before I learn for three hours. Ah, Mrs. Trevelyan. Good evening. 
And good evening, Dr. Kahima. Oh, I'm afraid we're rather late, Mr. Temple. No, 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 not at all. Come in, come in. Thank you. Let me take your hat, Doctor. What is it you wanted to see us about, Mr. Temple? Is that Sir Graham Forbes I can hear and Inspector Crane? Yes. But I thought you wanted to have a confidential talk with Mrs. Trevelyan and myself. That's Mr. Latham. Latham? Yes, that's Mr. Latham. But why on earth should he Now, be come along here in, Doctor. I... Come along in. Dr. Kahima. Mrs. Trevelyan. What is this temple? Party? Well, let's say a family gathering. Would you like a drink, Mrs. Trevelyan? No, thank you. Dr. Kahima? Uh, no, thank you, sir. Well, uh... You don't mind if I do? Oh, uh, here you are, Temple. Ah, thank you. Well, your very good health. Oh, excuse me. Sir Graham, why did Mr. Temple send for us like this? What exactly are we doing here? Yes, what are we doing here? I simply got a note from Temple asking me to pop in and see him at 8 o'clock tonight. I think I know why you are here, Dr. Kahima. Indeed, Inspector Crane asked Temple if he knew the identity of Alex. And Temple said that he would introduce me to Alex. Here, tonight, at eight o'clock. Oh, no, surely. Oh, hello, Mr. Davis. We meet again, Mrs. Temple. I don't know whether you know Sir Graham Forbes, Mrs. Uh, Trevelyan, Dr. Kahima, Carl Latham. I don't know. Inspector Crane. I know. Well, I'm very pleased to meet you all, I'm sure. Would you like a drink, Davis? Oh, oh thanks, uh, yes. Timothy, I know yes. I would. But you've got one in your hand, darling. Oh, so I have. Well, here's to crime. Oh, oh dear. Perhaps I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> well, Temple, I don't want to seem impatient, but... What is it, Ricky? Uh, so sorry, so sorry to interrupt, but... The drawing room is quite ready now, sir. Ah, splendid. Now, listen, everybody. There's a nice fire in the drawing room. I want you all to go in there and make yourselves as comfortable as possible. Because... Because what? Because I'm going to keep my promise, Inspector, and introduce you to Alex. That's better. I should sit over in the corner, Dr. Gahima. Thank you. Oh, no, don't go, Ricky. Oh, you you want me to stay, Mr. Temple? Yes, I do. Well, I expect you're all, with the exception of Sir Graham, wondering why I invited you here this evening. Quite frankly, yes. I'll tell you. When I investigate a case, I take the liberty of inviting to my home all the possible suspects. Tonight, I've followed the same procedure. Uh, Mr. Temple, you don't consider that I'm a possible suspect. Inspector Crane does, Doctor. But surely... Now, look here, Temple. Mr. It's... Temple, do you mean that Alex is here? In this room, that, he, that he's actually one of us? That's precisely what I mean, Mrs. Trevelyan. Oh, really? Then I think you owe us an explanation, Temple. Of course I do, Latham, and I intend to give you one. But let me begin at the beginning. Let me, in fact, start with... Suspect number one. Mrs. Trevelyan. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Davis. Suspect number one is Wilfred Davis, Esquire. Alias Mr. Cartwright, alias Jeff Myers. 
Jeff Myers? <laughs> you seem surprised, Sir Graham. Look here, Temple, are you trying to tell us that this man Davis is really... My name is Myers, Jeff Myers, late of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But your accent, Mr. Davis. Oh, Lordy. Now, if it's a Welsh accent you want, Mrs. Temple, I should be only too pleased to oblige, but <laughs> just at the moment, I think we'll dispense with it. I came to this country at the personal request of Sir Ernest Cranberry. Sir Ernest Cranberry? But surely that was the man who was murdered. The man on the discussion programme, the... The man who fell dead. Yes, sure. the night that Dr. Kohima's car very nearly forced Steve and myself onto the pavement. Mr. Davis, uh, I, I mean Myers, if what you say is true, then why did Sir Ernest Cranberry send for you? Surely you don't have to look very far for the answer to that question, Sir Graham. No? Sir Ernest sent for Myers for precisely the same reason that you sent for Paul Temple. To catch Alex. And Mr. Myers has a reputation in America for investigating cases of a strictly confidential nature. So far as Sir Ernest was concerned, this case was strictly confidential. Mr. Myers, tell me, did you investigate this case alone? No, I had a partner, a girl called Carol Regan. Known to us, Inspector, as the girl in brown. You mean to say that the girl who followed me, the, the girl who followed Mrs. Temple was... was... nothing more or less than an amateur detective. Oh, hardly an amateur, Inspector. Carol Regan was an extremely intelligent and a very courageous person. But why did you follow me the night we went to Marshall House Terrace? We knew that from the moment your husband decided to investigate the case, you'd be in danger, and we wanted to make certain that what happened to Norma Rice shouldn't happen to you, Mrs. Temple. Norma Rice? Well, that was the girl on the railway train, the girl yes. that was murdered. You found my name written in the back of a diary belonging to Norma Rice, didn't you? Yes, and also on a visiting card belonging to Richard East. Oh, well, you surely don't, you don't really think I murdered Norma Rice, Mr. Temple, or, or Richard East? I know you didn't, Mrs. Trevelyan. How do you know? Because they were murdered by Alex, Inspector. And Mrs. Trevelyan is not Alex. Oh, thank God you know that. Well, if she isn't Alex, perhaps you wouldn't mind explaining how she fits into the picture. Yes, I should be delighted. Several months ago, Alex hit upon the idea of blackmailing Mrs. Trevelyan into supplying him with information about... About certain of Dr. Kohima's patients. Exactly, Sir Graham. Alex knew that a psychiatrist gets information of an extremely confidential nature... At first, out of a sense of loyalty to Dr. Kahima, Mrs. Trevelyan refused to obey Alex's instructions. But Alex was determined to carry out his plan. And in order to frighten Mrs. Trevelyan, he... He made it look as if she was Alex. Exactly, Nathan. You see, Alex didn't only blackmail people for money. He blackmailed certain people into doing certain things, things which ultimately would lead to, well, higher stakes... Frank Chester, for instance, at the Waverley Hotel was completely under his thumb. So was Mrs. Trevelyan, and so, for that matter, was Dr. Kohima. Dr. Kohima? Yes. Although Alex obtained the necessary information from Mrs. Trevelyan, he wasn't content with that. Oh, no. He started to blackmail Dr. Kohima. But look here, Temple. Are you trying to tell us that Alex blackmailed Mrs. Trevelyan into turning up at Hayborn and into confessing that she was Alex? Yes, Latham. But how could he do that, darling? Surely Mrs. Trevelyan wouldn't go so far as that. Mrs. Trevelyan was in love, and still is, with Dr. Kahima. 
Alex threatened to completely ruin Kahima unless... By George, yes, I'm beginning to see it. Alex had already started to throw suspicion onto Kohima by planting the pencil by the body of James Barton. Yes, and told Mrs. Trevelyan that if she didn't confess to being Alex... It's true. Every word of it's true. Yes, it's true. He made me give him the ticket for my car that night. The night that you and Mrs. Temple yes, were nearly... Yes, I know, Dr. Kahima. But when he made Barbara turn up at Hayborn, when he attempted... He overstepped the mark. Yes, You didn't mind paying him money. You didn't even stop at giving him information. But when he attempted to blackmail Mrs. Trevelyan into confessing that she was Alex, that was too much of a good thing, wasn't it, Doctor? Yes, indeed, yes. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But look here, Temple. If Davis isn't Alex, and Mrs. Trevelyan isn't Alex, and if Dr. Kahima isn't Alex... Then there are only two suspects left. Mr. Latham and Ricky. And, of course, yourself, Inspector. Inspector Crane. But surely you don't suspect me, Mr. Temple. I did, Inspector, but I don't any longer. Oh, please, please do, do not look at me, Mr. Temple. I'm not looking at you, Ricky. I'm looking at Mr. Latham. <laughs> Temple, you're not seriously suggesting that I'm Alex, are you? Because... Because what? <laughs> because the idea's too stupid for words. Why, good heavens, Temple, you know yourself that I received a letter from Alex demanding £5,000. What precisely does that prove? Why, it proves that I'm not Alex. Oh, no, it doesn't. If anything, it merely proves that you wanted to direct any possible suspicion away from yourself and onto Mrs. Trevelyan. But what about that Cairo story about... Mr. Latham and the drugs. Oh, that was all nonsense to distract us from the Alex affair. Uh, Just a minute. Are you suggesting that I blackmailed Mrs. Trevelyan? I'm suggesting that you blackmailed not only Mrs. Trevelyan Latham, but hundreds of other people. Really? Now, that's what I call a theory. Go on, Temple. I'm most intrigued. I thought you would be. Shall I tell you why you went to Dr. Kohima's in the first place? Please do. You went to him to get the information you required... Not because you were under the impression that you were suffering from hallucinations. That's true, that's true, Mr. Temple. Be quiet, Kohima. You were being followed all right, Latham. But at first you couldn't make head or tail of it. You didn't know who the girl was or what she wanted. Carol suspected you, Latham, right from the very start. But she couldn't prove anything. Can you prove anything, Temple? Latham, do you remember that night? The night you went to Luigi's? Of course I remember. Why? You overheard me tell Steve what Leo Brent meant when he said it was all done by mirrors. That's how you were able to pull that trick on me at Canterbury. (laughs) Yes, you fell for it rather nicely, didn't you? Yes, I regret to say I fell for it rather nicely. However, we all make mistakes, Latham. You made rather a beauty. What do you mean? When Ricky turned up at Luigi's and asked you to deliver a message to me, you realised that Carol Regan was here waiting to see me, and you knew that at last, at long last, you had an opportunity of putting an end to her investigations. But before delivering Ricky's message, you went outside and planted glass in front of our car. Yes, and then, and only then, you returned to Luigi's and delivered the message. When Steve and I left Luigi's, you, because of the puncture, had a flying start on us. When we arrived at the house, the girl was already dead. (laughs) Go on, Temple. This is most intriguing. 
Later that night, I paid you a visit, Latham, and it was then that you made a rather stupid mistake. Mistake? Oh, you mean that I referred to the fact that the girl had been shot when actually I was only supposed to know that she'd been murdered? No, that's not what I'm referring to. Then what are you referring to? Don't you remember? When I arrived at the flat, you asked me to have a drink. You offered me whiskey, sherry, brandy, gin, etc. And I said, what, no port? And you said, I'm afraid I'm right out of port at the moment. Well, what are you getting at? Why didn't you have any port? What do you, you mean? You bought a bottle at Luigi's quite early in the evening. I went back to Luigi's that night before I called at your flat and I made inquiries. If, as you said, you went straight home, you must have had a bottle of port. Unless... Unless what? Unless you deliberately smashed it and put the glass right across the entrance to the mews where my car was parked. Why, you! Well, look out, darling, he's got a gun! Stand back! Stand back! If anyone moves, I warn you, I'll... You heard me, Sir Graham. Now, look here, Latham, if you think... Temple, that... if you don't mind, I'll do the talking for a change. <laughs> and I think you'll find it interesting, my friend. Well, he's crazy, the man's mad. <laughs> don't, don't move, darling. Uh, don't worry. He won't move, Mrs. Temple. Not until he's heard what I've got to say. What have you got to say, Latham? Temple, do you know what killed Sir Ernest Cranberry? What killed Norma Rice? Yes, they were poisoned. That's right. They were poisoned. By a delayed action poison, my friend. Well? <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> Don't you know what I'm getting at, Inspector? I'm damned if I do. I'll tell you. Ten minutes ago, I mixed Temple a drink. You saw me do it, but what you didn't oh see... You put something in that drink? Poison. Exactly. Oh, Sir darling. Oh. You fools. You didn't think I'd fall for your second-rate theories without having a trick up my sleeve, did you? You didn't think that Alex would... Don't move. One move, Dr. Kohima, and I'll fire. Latham, do you remember what happened when you gave me the drink? What do you mean? I lifted the glass and said, your very good health, then changed my mind and went out into the hall to let in Mr. Davis. But when you came back into the room... I'd already disposed of your drink by pouring it down the kitchen sink. The glass was filled with water. Oh, Paul. Why? Look out, Temple! <laughs> Temple, are you all right? Yes, I'm all oh, right. Darling. What did you hit him with, Ricky? The, the, the vase, sir. And a jolly good shot, too. By George, if you hadn't caught him just at that moment... Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Oh. So sorry about the vase, Mr. Temple. My dear Ricky, I'm delighted. Absolutely delighted. Thank you, Ricky. I never could stand that vase. Mm. These scones are absolutely delicious, Steve. I really think... You haven't? Answered my question, darling. You've been popping questions at me all the afternoon. Yes, but about Myers. Ah. Well, you see, Myers called himself Cartwright for a short while when he was working on a special case for the FBI. Ricky happened to be working at the hotel where he was staying. Oh, yes, I see. Myers is an odd bird, completely reliable, but he simply won't take anyone into his confidence. How do you mean? For instance... The night they arrested Mrs. Trevelyan, Myers was scared to death that I'd accept the fact that Mrs. Trevelyan was Alex and abandon the case. 
But in spite of this, instead of coming along to the house and putting his cards on the table... He told you that he'd seen Chester put the cyanide in the flask and he produced a note which was supposed to have been written by Alex. Exactly. Of course, he knew darn well that Chester had put the cyanide in the flask. No one else could have done it. Mm, but, um... Oh, yes, the note. Well, the note was just a little ruse to keep me interested in the case. But I'd already tumbled to the fact that the girl in brown was working with him. But what about that night we went out to Claywood Mill? Chester followed us. Working under instructions from Latham, he'd already taken Leo there during the afternoon. As soon as Chester started to tail us, Davis, or rather Myers, tailed Chester. And Sir Graham and Crane tailed Davis. Yes, and by <laughs> Timothy, it was lucky for us they did. <laughs> it was. Oh, the, there's another thing that puzzles me, though. Mm? The, the phone call that was supposed to be from Leo. No, that was intended to put me off the scent, Steve, to turn my attention away from Chester and the hotel. But if they thought that the call would keep you away from the hotel... How did they expect you to find the note that they put in Leo's room? I mean, it was obviously planted there before we arrived, so how could they have known that the phone call hadn't worked? Because, don't you see, Steve, I rang the hotel to book a room. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, I ought to have thought of that. Yes, Mrs Temple, you ought to have thought of that. Steve, are you going to eat those scones? Oh, Paul, oh. <laughs> you've had three no. already. Just another one, darling. Well, you said that two scones ago. And hmm. don't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> you know, I can't help feeling rather pleased with myself over this case, Steve. Did you see what the London Mercury said this morning? Yes, I did. It described me as Europe's private I I eye number one. That was the final episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair, with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. Leo Brent was played by Dennis Hawthorne, Sir Graham Forbes by James Thomason, Inspector Crane by Hayden Jones, Dr Kohima by Rolf Lefever, Mrs Trevelyan by Barbara Mitchell, Carl Latham by Simon Lack, Ricky by Frank Henderson, and Wilfred Davis by Basil Jones. The serial was produced in London by Martin C. Webster. For a complete catalogue of all BBC audiobooks recordings, please contact us. Our telephone number and address can be found on the sleeve of this title.